Fremantle have been very supportive of SENWA. Justin Longmuir, Simon Garlick and a number of the players have been coming on our various shows. And it's my first chat with the Executive General Manager of Football since in the, being in this chair at Sporting Goss or Gillian Goss. And that is with Peter Bell from the Frio Football Club. Belly, appreciate your time on a bit of a crazy time for football. Thanks for joining us. No worries, Goss. How good's that song, by the way? It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. hey? It's a ripper, Pete. It's a ripper. <laughs> I love hearing it. Yeah, it is It is a bit crazy, and it's only going to heat up sort of the way that footy's going, and, you know, the, the, the free agency period is still sort of three weeks away, and then there's the trade period, then there's the ability to swap draft picks all the way up to the draft, and then there's the draft. So people love it. It's a big part of footy, only getting bigger. How close were you keeping an eye on the Lockie Neal proceedings? You know, uh, everyone was sort of saying, oh, well, the Fremantle will be preparing to trade this, do that. Exactly what was happening at Fremantle on the back of that story getting out uh, over the weekend and into this week and then today's news that he's staying put? Where, where did it sit with you as a football club? Yeah, it's sort of more in the domain of our list manager, David Walls, and, and his team. And, and they have a lot of discussions uh, with managers around lots of different players and scenarios and, and whatever else. And, and then from there, you know, David, um, not talking specifically about the Lockie Neal situation, but just letting your listeners know how it works. Uh, the list manager will come to the to the GM of footy or then go to the, you know, the footy subcommittee, which includes the CEO, and uh, you'll have either regular meetings to talk about strategy or opportunities uh, or review certain decisions. Um, and then sometimes you have, um, well, meetings to discuss a particular opportunity that might come up. So this, this is one where um, quite late in the piece, um, we became aware that um, potentially, potentially, I want to stress that word, uh, Lockie and Jules were considering, you know, what life might be like um, raising their family in Brisbane or what life might be like raising their family in Western Australia where, where Jules is from and Lockie spent a lot of time. So other than that, um, until such time as, uh, you know, a player in this, in this situation, Lockie had to come out and said, I would like a trade back to, to Fremantle. Um, you don't spend a huge amount of time um, discussing discussing things internally because, um, uh, as it's proven in this case, where he's decided to stay in Brisbane where he's contracted, um, there's so many things you need to be working on. You can't you can't uh, spend too much time until, until there's a bit of clarity about someone actually wanting to come to the footy club. He has said this morning and been quoted and spoke to the, the Brisbane Lions media department and it's been put out there that you know, their, their long-term future is to get back to WA. It's clearly that's what they're planning to do. Do you shelve that whole idea right now or do you have a two-year plan that you would like maybe for Lockie Neal to finish his career back at Fremantle or is that not something that can take up any of your time right now? Not not a lot because there's so many other things you have to focus on. Um, and, you know, Lockie's turning... 29 next year, um, you know, 30 or clearly he's got another couple of years to go and things move really, really quickly uh, in the AFL. Um, uh, opportunities present themselves. Uh, players at your own club um, can develop so quickly that um, you need to recalibrate your TPP and, and those types of things. Given Lockie and Jules' history in Western Australia and the fact that post his football, um, he's always indicated that Western Australia would be um, where he'd want to, you know, go to the next stage of their life. Um, we'll always monitor the situation, as we do with a lot of people with West Australian links. 
Um, and who knows what the future holds, but we've got to respect that, you know, he's got a contract up at Brisbane. He's indicated that he, he wants to see that out. That'd take him through to 3031. Um, and then, you, you know, if there, were, if there were opportunities to look at things then, we'd do so. But in the meantime, we've got a lot of work to do in, in adding some further quality to our list and continuing to improve our football uh, performance and program. Put it out to our listeners that you were coming on and, and the general tone from a lot of our listeners on the text machine was, will the Dockers prioritise taking local talent with their picks? Guys like Erasmus and Amos stand out. Uh, would they be what you're looking at on the back of Adam Chera being an interstater wanting to go back? Are you cautious of your recruiting campaign from here? Again, not exactly your wheelhouse, but you would be aware of it in your mm. in your role. Mm. But can I just – is that a concern now? Has Adam Chera – shown the cards of a COVID world that we live in? Well, yeah, that's interesting, the COVID stuff. There's nothing uh, that any of us have... Well, none of us have contemplated the impact of that and how good we saw it coming. And it certainly has put a stress on, on families and relationships and that sort of thing, and probably was a, part, a small part in the whole um, Lockie and Newell situation as well, but that would be um, understandable if that were the case. On drafting West Australians, we... Um, in my time at the club, we've always put a weighting on West Australian draftees, so it definitely comes into our consideration. But it also comes down to the uh, the ranking order as well, and, and where, where you see particular players. And, and whilst Adams decided to leave, and that's totally his right and prerogative, you know, it's not lost on us also that you know Andy Bashaw has recently signed up until 2025, and we see other players like um, Caleb Sarom and Hayden Young who are. Who are, we're really confident will play their entire careers here at Fremantle. So you have to balance it all up. But there is a waiting to WA players for sure. It seems like there's a really good, um, talented group in WA who, importantly, have also been able to play a lot of footy this year, which which could mean that there's a, a big crop of West Australians and South Australians drafted. So last year we, we drafted entirely out of WA. Not sure if that'll be the case again this year, but there's certainly some young players there that we're really interested in. Is Jamie Graham in the mix to join Fremantle as an assistant coach? Uh, Jamie um, is is uh, obviously looking to uh, evolve his coaching. He's been at West Coast and done a great job uh, for a long time, uh, Goss. Uh, but he is also uh, contracted. We saw and read with interest when it was announced that um, he was in the in the Collingwood process. And particularly after that, um, when he when he thought that he needed to, to broaden his coaching experience, um, we, we were um, interested to talk to Jamie. And that's something that we're entertaining, but we're also conscious that he's a contracted coach at West Coast. And so we want to make sure that, you know, if, if we progress things to having serious conversations with Jamie, uh, we do it in the right manner as well, because there are protocols that need to be respected and observed. And we're doing um, our utmost to make sure that with all the people that we speak to, that we follow those protocols. And last one before we let you go, and we appreciate your time, Billy. Um, you're the quirkiest bloke I've known in football through your media career and also now into administration. But now you've gone and got Bob Murphy. You've got a rival in the office at Fremantle because there's going to be a real kooky conversation between you two, two of the driest radio performers of all time. Well, people listening to this interview, when they hear you say that, Tim, will say, well, it's got pretty boring now. I can, I can tell you that much. Um, Bob's, got some, Bob's got some great skills, um, you know, really 
uh, emotionally intelligent, great great empathy, his leadership skills, his investment in uh, previously the Bulldogs RLW program. Uh, that'll be part of his remit here at uh, Fremantle as well. But uh, everyone you speak to talks about what a fine person he is um, and what a great listener he is. Um, they're, they're skills that very much you need in, in your ability to connect with players, um, RLW players, RFL players, footy staff. Uh, it's a real people role that he's coming into. So um, having said all of that, I'm very much looking forward to some um, from different <laughs> takes and different perspectives that Bob can bring into the organisation. There'll be some pretty weird conversations going on, I reckon. Oh, I reckon that uh, Fremantle will be the Triple J of football clubs. It's going to be really kooky, really crazy. Appreciate <laughs> do, your time, I Billy. I do enjoy his music. I, I do enjoy his yes. music. So, yeah, he uh, does. Yeah. The, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly the, the right. Big, 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 big loss. Big loss to uh, SEN. Thanks for your time, Billy. Good on you. Peter Bell joining yeah, us, the Executive General Manager of Football. He's fantastic that he took time to join us. We'll get a break away, come back and wrap things up on Sporting Goss.